consistent. I'm sincere about these things. I'm hearing the word of God. Not only am I hearing the word of God, but I'm applying the word of God in my life. And not only am I applying it, but I'm seeing the results. I'm seeing the results of me applying the word of God in my life. I'm thinking better, talking better, and conducting my life better. I must expect a word to come forth and be ready to receive God's written and revealed word week in and week out. You're now in tune to the Heaven Bound broadcast with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia. Now prepare to be empowered and equipped with the rich word of God. 2023 has been and continues to be a great year. God has been and is still blessing, keeping, and protecting his people. And I believe God will continue to bless, keep, and protect his people in 2024 and beyond. How many agree that God is blessing, keeping, and protecting his people? You need to know that. You need to know that is who is blessing us. That's who's keeping us. That is who is protecting us. And many of us have seen a lot, dealt with a few things, things that were good and things that were challenging. And yet God delivered, protected, and caused us to move forward. Moving forward, forgetting those things that are behind and moving forward, even during difficult and sometimes painful times. Our 2023 theme was a Christ-minded church that God spoke to our bishop with a tailor-made theme for the refuse connection of churches and for everyone that would grab a hold of that particular theme. Now, a theme can be defined as the main subject, the focus, and the message that is described and reiterated throughout the year. In the natural, the thing can be found in stores, movies, and such like. In ministry, we have a theme each year. And each year, the themes cause us to be better as we work through the theme. How many can agree that the theme has caused us to be better individually and as a ministry? It's caused us to be better. Everybody say better. I see our theme as a tailored tailor word for the season that we in. It helps to bring about clarity as well as insight to what God is speaking to us as his people. It provides unity, strength, and helps us to focus in on what God is speaking to us individually as well as corporately. I'm grateful for God using our bishop, our leader, to impart such a profound word in us in order to change us and to make us better. We have seen our theme for the year and uh, for the years, and God has prepared, protected, and prospered us despite the challenges we may have faced. Our 2023 theme was no exception. The Lord used a Christ-minded church tremendously. It challenged us, but yet it brought forth spiritual and natural maturity in us, and I believe others as well. I witnessed how the Lord used his written and revealed word to transform many of our thinking, to think more like Christ. It was challenging as well, but I saw many lives changed by understanding and possessing Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. 
Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. The Bible says this, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, we understand that the word let means to allow or permit this mind, this understanding. We want God's interest, God's way of doing things. We want to be of the same mind of Christ. We learn and are still learning how to allow the mind of Christ to be consistently in us. We're not flawless, yet we have, we have come up short. But overall, the Holy Spirit is doing great things in us as well as through us. And as we strive to be like him in our thinking, talking, and actions, we're becoming more mature. More, we're growing up with thinking, talking, and doing better. And we have to be intentional about being Christ-minded. We see that maturity and growth are consistency and sincerity when it comes to our worship, worshiping the one true God, worshiping the Father in spirit and in truth. We see, we see consistency and sincerity when it comes to our prayer life. We're praying more effectively. We'll learn to pray without ceasing. We see sincerity and consistency coming to church uh, because it's more meaningful and essential in our lives. It, in the sanctuary, we've seen God's miracles take place. Remember what Jesus said in the book of First Corinthians, miracles are in the sanctuary. And in God's church, God has and continues to send us a word that speaks to us, strengthens us, as well as gives us direction. 2023 has taught and stirred many of us to the importance of meditating on the word of God day and night. We thank God that we meditate on the word day and night. We're not worrying like we used to worry. We're not afraid like we used to be afraid. We're not doubting like we used to doubt. Why? Because we're meditating on the word day and night. I must hear and apply his word from my shepherd. When I'm consistent and I'm sincere about these things, I'm hearing the word of God. Not only am I hearing the word of God, but I'm applying the word of God in my life. And not only am I applying it, but I'm seeing the results. I'm seeing the results of me applying the word of God in my life. I'm thinking better, talking better, and conducting my life better. I must expect a word to come forth and be ready to receive God's written and revealed word week in and week out. I thank Jesus for his hand of deliverance, protection, and prosperity through health crisis and healing journeys, financial challenges and financial prosperity, through closed doors and open doors, through promotions and wisdom to operate in bigger and better places. Thank you, Jesus, for teaching me and challenging me and helping better to take place in my life as a Christ-minded believer. Uh, he's helping me to increase my giving and increase my faith in receiving, making scriptures like Luke 6 and 38 a part of my life. 
You remember Luke 6 and 38? Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. We see teaching, teaching us how to grow up and be more in line in giving and receiving the soul base on how I desire to receive according to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. 2 Corinthians 9 and 6 says this, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. He reminds me that Jesus desires for me to prosper and be in health according to 3 John 2. 3 John 2 says this, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your souls prosper. I can testify that the theme of Christ-minded church has changed me and our church for the better. God has prepared a word for a prepared people. His word is forming and shaping us in our next steps. For the Bible says, a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. This year's theme is one that I'm trusting will continue my transformation process for me as well as the church. Our 2024 theme is Spirit-Led Saints. Spirit-led saints. Our theme scripture for 2024 is found in Romans 8 and 14. Romans, let's turn to Romans 8, chapter 8 and verse 14. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. The Bible says this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. So if I'm led by God, led by the Spirit of God, then I am a son of God. Now, Paul is speaking to, who is Paul talking to? Remember this church was, this particular letter was written to the church or the believers in Rome. Rome is was a city that was thriving at this particular time and then a church was birthed out of Rome and Paul they but the church in Rome was going through some challenges and so Paul wrote them a letter to help them with their challenges so let's go to Romans chapter 1 verse 7 and verse 8 the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 7 and verse 8. Let's see what Paul, first of all, how he addresses this particular church. Rome, excuse me, Romans, chapter 1, verse 7 and verse 8. To all who were in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. So we see that Paul is addressing the church at Rome. And the church at Rome is, first of all, he calls them the beloved of God. They are esteemed and they have a favor of God. Not only that, they're called. They, are they were divinely selected and they were appointed to be saints. 
saints, holy, consecrated believers. He says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so first of all, we see that Paul addresses this church as beloved, called, and saints. And since this particular work is canonized or it's a part of scriptures, I can look at OCC and say, you are beloved, you are called, and you are a saint. Hallelujah to God. Isn't it good to know you're beloved by God? You are favored of God. Isn't it know that you're good to know you're called by God? You are divinely selected and appointed. And it's good to know you are a saint. You are holy and consecrated believer. But it goes on to tell him something else that I thought was really great, too. He says, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Their conviction in truth, their confidence in Jesus and his written and revealed world is spoken of, is proclaimed or made known throughout the whole world. Can you imagine when Paul goes, you know, Paul started many churches in that particular day. And he says this about this particular church. Your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world world. That means, you know, Paul had traveled a little while too. He had been to different churches and he said, your faith is one that I can speak about that is in a favorable position. Paul was complimenting them on their faith. They believed that God exists. He is creator of all things. They believed in God's written and revealed word. The saints in Rome understood that Jesus was and is the, the provider of salvation, deliverance, protection, and prosperity. They believed in that. He was speaking to the saints who were faithful in their belief. The beloved saints, the called saints, the, the saints who were holy and consecrated, the, the saints who were walking by faith and not by sight. But yet, they had a problem. They had a problem. Isn't it interesting how we can know God, be faithful, be beloved, and be called in our service to him but not always led by him. Mm -mm -mm. Not always led by them. Now, of course, there's a lot in this particular letter, but we're going to go over to Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. So, First of all, before I get into a lot of this, let me say this to you. For as many lets me know that, that some people were not led by the Spirit of God. There were some people that was not led by the Spirit of God. And one thing we don't want to be is a church or an individual who is not led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we don't want to be beloved and called and, and walking by faith, but then when the Holy Spirit starts to lead and guide, we're not doing what the Holy Spirit tells us to do. Mm. We don't want to be spirit-led saints. We, excuse me. We want to be spirit-led saints, not traditional saints. Not, 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 not the saints that I've been here the longest saints. Not religious-led saints. I don't want to be a family-led saint. Not my personal opinion saint. But I want to be Holy Spirit-led saints. 
I want to be Holy Spirit-led saint. I want to be a saint that says, hey, the Holy Spirit's calling me to do this, that, and the other. I want to be led by him. Let me say this to you. I'm going, I'm going to go back and some more into this, but if I'm led by the Holy Spirit, I may go through some trials. I may go through some trouble, but I'm going to come out better than what I started. I'm going to come out better than what I started. And some of you know what I'm talking about because you were led by the Holy Spirit and you came out better than what you started to go. And, and you, you know your journey wasn't always easy, but you said, you know what? I'm following the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit, and so therefore I'm going to be better than what I started. Even if I got to go through the desert and be tempted by the enemy, I'm still going to come out better than when I went to the desert. Because why? I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus teaches us in his written and revealed word how to be a consistent, spirit-led saint that I, be, I may be known as a son of God. A son of God says I'm a mature believer in Christ. See, I'm not, I'm not just, and one thing I like about that, I'm not a bastard. I know I'm being like my father, our father, which art in heaven. How will be thy name, thy kingdom come? I'm being more like Jesus. And we must know deep within and not make assumptions that we are following the guidance, the influence, and the leading of the one true God whose name is Jesus. See, I don't want to be beloved and called, but yet not following the one true God. I don't, want, I, I don't want all these fancy titles on me, but then he looks at me and says, I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. I want to be like, I want to be and follow the God that I love. His name is Jesus. How many can say Jesus? Woo. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I need to know my thinking, talking, and decision-making aligns with the written and revealed word. I can't, I can't spend a time going through the motions and not knowing if God recognizes me as one of his sons or his daughters. Listen, I don't want God to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I don't want that to happen to none of us in this sanctuary. I want all of us to be up in heaven one day talking about, hey, you remember when we had that church service? Hallelujah to God. Woo, glory to God. I got this glorified body now. I can dance for about 100 years now and not even get tired. Are y'all following me? I want us to be up in heaven one day. I'm getting excited about it, but let me go on. Romans 8 and 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. I want Jesus to see his character and his nature developing in me. See, one thing about being, we started the Christ-minded church. We had to go through the process. We had to go through the process. Being a spirit-led saint, we got to go through the process. We got to go through the process. Everything that God does, he sends his children through a process. You read through scripture, most people don't come out just like that. It is a process. And we want to make sure I'm going to work with God and go through the process. Because I want to see his nature developing me. I want to see his character developing me. I want Jesus to see the change that is taking place in my life. And I believe that if we hear and take possession of God's word, that he can see himself more and more in how I forgive others. 
You know, because it's a, it a time, it was hard for me to forgive. But the more God's nature gets in me, it's easier to forgive. See, I want to be in a situation where I love those who are not easy to love. It was hard at one point, but now I, it's, I, can, hey, I can love you. I, why, why am I not loving you anyway? Because God gives me power to love you. You know, God says this, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that means God loved everybody. Oh, I like this scripture. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. So if God can die for ungodly folks, surely I can love folks like he wants me to love. Because I realized that God loved me when I was ungodly. He loved me when I made mistakes. He loved me when I was out there in the world. He loved me, and he loved me enough to save me and keep me saved. I want to give as he instructs me to give according to his word. See, I was giving at one level, but now I'm giving on another level now. And he's teaching me how to give on another level. I gave him this level in 2023, and I'm looking to give at a higher level in 2024. Why? Because he's the spirit of God's working in me. He's working in all of us. You should be looking for, okay, God, this year I gave this much. I'm looking to give more next, next year, give even more. Why? Because I'm looking for you to bless me, good measure, press down, shaking together, and running over. I'm looking for you to, hey, man, good more. I'm looking for some good stuff to come up. And if you bless me, I sure enough give it to God. I show no, listen, you ain't got to argue with me about giving. You ain't got to worry about me taking it to the mall. You ain't got to worry about me buying this, that, and the other. I'm going to give because you blessed me to give. And then you're going to tell me to take go to the mall after I finish giving to you. Because, you listen, what I thought I was going to pay for, you're going to put it on sale, God. You're going to put it on sale about 80% off. And what, what I would have paid, now I'm going to get 80% off, and I'm still going to be ahead of it. Are y'all following me? Why? Because that's what God will do for you if you continue to give to him. And see, we're going to pray without ceasing. Yeah, I used to pray, and I had them little bitty prayers, but now I'm continually praying. Why? Because he's working in me. He's going to see his character in me. I'm becoming a spirit-led saint. I meditate on his word day and night, making my way prosperous and successful. I take care of his business in and beyond the church. See, I used to be an individual who did not take care of business in or out of the church. But God is working in me to be a spirit-led saint. So I'm taking care of business in the church as well as outside of the church. So now, as I'm being led by the Spirit of God, I can, be spec I can expect to be influenced by truth. Truth. I I'm being led by him. He's going to guide and direct me into all truth. What is true under any circumstance or any situation. Truth that will make me free. We should know the truth and the truth shall make us free. Truth that will deliver us. Truth that will protect us. Truth that will prosper us. If you don't mind, go with me to John 16 and 13. We're dealing in truth. And why is truth so important? Well, John 16 and 13 tells us why. John 16 and verse 13 says this. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will will speak and he will tell you things to come 
I want you to notice something happening when he the spirit of truth, what is correct in any matter, under any circumstance, under any situation, what is free from error has come. He will guide you. He's going he's gonna to teach you, cause you, and teach you how to follow him into everything that is true. Now, let me say this. Truth is going to be based on the standard of God. His word is the standard is which you base truth on. See, you may have a truth and I may have a truth, but God has the ultimate truth. His truth is what I'm going to base my decision making on. His truth is what I base my life on. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I need his truth in every area of my life. And that's how you live. I know, listen, I know what you're saying is true, and that happened to you. But let me say this. God's truth is bigger than your truth. Mm, 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 mm. Hear what I'm saying? God's truth is bigger than your truth. Your truth is you were diagnosed with this. But God's truth says this. By his stripes, you are healed. He is Jehovah Raha, the Lord thy God that healeth thee. His, listen, your truth is this. Your credit is here. But God's truth says this. I will supply every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Your truth is this. My wealth is here. But God says this. I can do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything you ask or think. His truth is bigger. Somebody say bigger. You all know God's truth is bigger than your natural truth. And when you know his, excuse me, when you know his truth, his truth would take you beyond your natural. It'll take you beyond. It goes into the what? Supernatural. Jesus came so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Why? You got a truth, but God's truth is bigger than your truth. His truth is bigger than your truth. Woo, good God, boy, that's just resonating in my spirit right now. His truth is bigger than your truth. The doctor said gave you a truth, but his truth is bigger than your truth. Yo, yo listen, that, that debit card it ain't lying to you. When you get the balance off of it, you ain't lying to it. But that, listen, but God still can supply the need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. His truth is bigger than your natural truth. So don't let your natural truth deter you or cause your faith to be low because God's big truth is bigger. Ooh, God's truth is bigger. God's truth is bigger. And so he, he the, the, oh, excuse me, the spirit of truth must come. It's not automatic. I go to church and the Holy, I, I, I go to church and the Holy Spirit comes. No, this is what happens. Go to Acts 2.38. Acts 2.38. Acts 2.38 says this. Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I got to repent first. I've got to change one's mind for the better. I got to repent. I got to change my mind concerning my idea of sin. I don't no longer practice sin. I follow what Christ has told me to do. Let everyone be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or removal of sins, and you shall receive. You're going to take to yourself, you're going to make, uh, make my own through experience the gift, notice the gift, gift don't cost you anything, of the Holy Spirit. You're going to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the main thing I must do is receive the Holy Spirit. 
I got to receive it. I got to receive it. Remember, he said, when the spirit of truth has come, how is it coming? I repent, follow the guidelines of scripture, and I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I repent first. I ask God to forgive me. I stop doing, change my mind for the better. I, I let I be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or removal of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. See, repentance requires for me to change. I change. Why? Because his word shows me I need to change. I didn't really know I needed to change until the word came in my life and said I need to change. I, I thought I was doing all right the way I was. But now God's word comes into my life and it shows me I need to change. And see, you've lived, you haven't lived long enough till the word has came into your life and showed you that you need to change. And the word is constantly coming in our lives showing us that we need to change. If you think you're all right the way you are, hallelujah, then you're sadly mistaken because the Bible says we need to change. How do you know, Pastor? Because the word's been revealed to us and shows us my character is not like it needs to be. My, my, the way I talk is not the way it needs to be. The way I think is not the way it needs to be. I need to follow the guidelines and the ways of Scripture. And change says this, I must alter some things, modify some things, and replace some things, especially when it comes to my thinking conversation and my decision-making. And repentance requires actions and accountability. Only I can make the decision to change. I need God's help in changing, though, but it's up to me to change. I need his strength and power to change. But I must change my mind before repentance can take place. Let me say this to you. Some things are easy to change, but some things you're going to need God's help to change. The more you like it, the more you need God's help to change. Thank you for the two amens right there. If you like telling people off, you're going to need a lot of help. Stop with it there. I mean, if you like cussing folks out, I mean, you're going to need some help. Look how y'all looking at me. There's some people here, they, they, they like, not y'all, but there's some people that like telling folks off. They like, there's some people that like gossip. You need God's help to stop that because you like it. Whatever it is, the word comes, reveals it to you. You need to change it. And sometimes, you, be honest with God because God knows, God, you know what? I like doing this, so I need your help in changing this. Don't be trying to trick God talking about, oh, that tattoo, to no, no. God knows what you like and what you don't like. And when it's revealed to you, you say, God, I need your help in changing. I need your help in changing. And I, listen, that's one of my prayers. Lord, I need your help because I like doing this right here. And there's some things I like doing that God says, I, I'm going to help you. And he does it. God will help you if you ask him to help you. Ooh, thank you for helping me, Lord. Now, let me give you an example here. I can tell my wife, I'm going to change and do better, pay the bills on time, take care of the house better, spend more time with her. I can tell her all day and all night, baby, 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 you believe me, don't you? You believe me, don't you? Come on, baby, you know I, baby, you know I'm going to change. You know I'm going to change. And I go in my deep, very white voice. Some of y'all know very white is. Let me, I go in my deep, sexy voice, amen, that I only work for her. And she can look at me like, he ain't going to change. I 
can tell by his DP getting his eyes start fluttering and all that kind of stuff. He start leaning and everything. Now, she know that only time change happens when I change. It changed. She can't change me because of how much she loves me. I must make the change. I have to repent, be free from the penalty of sin, and receive the Holy Spirit within me when I change. And God will give me his spirit of truth to help me change, to keep me, and to show me how to move forward and prosper. But it starts with scriptures like Acts 2.38. Then Peter said to them, repent, let every one of you be, every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I must have the Holy Spirit in me to be led by him. That's what the point I'm getting to. I must have the Holy Spirit in me to be led by him. In fact, you read early in the scripture, in Romans 8 there, it says if you have not the spirit of his, Christ, you're none of his. You need the Holy Spirit to be led by the Holy Spirit. So if I'm going to be a spirit-led saint, I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. I need him operating in my life. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. So when I have the Holy Spirit, I can be led by him. I can be directed by him. I can be influenced by him. I can be, listen, I can be guided by the Holy Spirit. I've got to be. And, And I like the fact that Paul was very honest with the church at Rome. He's, he, and I'm putting it kind of more, a little more plainer than what he put it here. Hey, there's some people, they're going to hear what I say and choose not to do it. There's going to be some people in here that have the opportunity to do certain things, but going to choose not to do it. Our last vacation, we was in an all-inclusive place. And we was all-inclusive. That means everything in, in that resort was available to you. At least most of it was. That means you could eat at this Chinese restaurant if you wanted to. You could eat at this regular restaurant with steaks if you wanted to. You could eat at, by the uh, ocean. They had hamburgers and hot dogs if you wanted to. But the thing was, you had to go get it. It was available to you, but you had to go and get it. Because there was a pool out there. I mean, a nice pool. The thing was pretty at night. Remind me to show you a picture. I got a picture of my wife with the background of the pool. She looks so good. Make my left leg shake out. I ain't going to lie to you, boy. That thing was pretty, boy. But you got me distracted, baby. You know, you stayed in. But anyway, see, it, when, so I forgot what I was going to say almost. But anyway, here we go. It was all inclusive, right? You could choose to do certain things. But this was the thing. If you chose not to do it, it wasn't the resort's fault. If you didn't take advantage of it, it was on you. Because really, you actually paid for it to be a part of it. So you know, we went to every, we went to every restaurant. I ain't going to lie to you. But anyway, that's all that. <laughs> went to every last one of them. <laughs> I wasn't on nobody died or nothing, boy. <laughs> the Lord had to really speak to me the fast, because I was crapping everything out there. <laughs> So, but it's all-inclusive, though. But, see, this is the thing. It was available to them, but he said some of them not going to follow, not going to be led by the 
Spirit of Christ. Not going to be led. For as many. There's some are not going to choose to do it. And I pray there's nobody in this sanctuary that will choose not to be led by the Holy Spirit. I pray there'll be nobody in this sanctuary that will choose not to be led by the Holy Spirit. Now, three traits of being a spirit-led trait. Spirit-led saint. I want to go over three traits. I'm going to go over three, three, three traits. Not only there's more than three, but I want to deal with three. Because you remember, we're spirit-led saints. Remember the church at Rome, one of the traits was they were saints. We're saints here at Villarica. Holy, consecrated. Holy Spirit, we have access to the Holy Spirit. We're filled with the Spirit. So we've got to be led by him. Led by the Holy Spirit. One trait is this. Saints who are spirit-led saints are guided and influenced by the Holy Spirit. They are guided and influenced by the Holy Spirit. See, spirit-led saints recognize God's written and revealed word. It's their lifeline. His word is my lifeline. They come in God's house expecting to hear and receive a word from God. They're looking for guidance, direction, answers, and strength to deal with life's ups and downs. Spirit-led saints are mature in the sense they know that, that truth will make them free. They look forward to the Holy Spirit teaching them in the church and beyond the church. See, the Holy Spirit not only teaches you at church, but he'll teach you in your home. He'll teach you at work. He'll teach you in going in the store. He'll teach you how to behave yourself. He'll teach you how to shop. He'll teach you how to take care of your body. He'll teach you how to think better. He'll teach you in every aspect of your life. He'll teach you. He'll teach you in your relationships. He'll teach you. He'll teach you. The Holy Spirit is constantly teaching. Those that are spirit-led, they have experienced the Holy Spirit telling them what to say and what not to say. And I'll put something else on here, and when to remain quiet and when to speak. The Holy Spirit will teach you when to remain quiet and when to speak. And for some of us, that's going to be a challenge because we like to say stuff when we like to say it. We like to give our opinion. Who at? You got to ask me. I'm going to give it to you anyway. The Holy Spirit will teach you, hey, sometimes you got to be quiet. Quiet? What do you mean I got to be quiet? I'm not, here, I got to tell. I got, they need to know because if I don't tell them, they may not get the point. No, the Holy Spirit can give them the point. If he said be quiet, he knows how to get the point across. John 16 and 13 says this. However, when he, the spirit of truth, remember we talked about this earlier, free from error, has come, he will guide, he's going to lead, he's going to direct, he's going to instruct. Remember, he's going to lead, he's going to guide, he's going to instruct you into all truth. Truth about every area of our life. Every area. Not one area he will leave out. He, not one area. You could be on a job you never worked on before. The Holy Spirit can teach you how to do it. Well, y'all got to hear me. See, don't just limit him to church. 
Take him with you when you start your business. Take him with you when you go to that job. Take him with you when you go shopping. Take him with you, amen, and when you deal with your family members. Take the Holy Spirit in every area of your life, and I promise you, it'll make your life better. It'll make you better. It'll make life better for you. The Holy Spirit is there to lead and to guide. Trait number two, saints have received, these are saints who receive power in order to fulfill purpose. Purpose. And not just any purpose, his purpose. Not just any purpose, his purpose. I like what he said, not my will, but your will be done, Father. I, he gives us power to be, to fulfill his purpose. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria, Samaria and to the end of the earth. Notice they receive power. They receive strength. They receive ability and might and influence. But notice they had a purpose to witness. To witness. We get power to be a witness. Notice it was a purpose that God gave him the Holy Spirit for. So how you know you're being led by the Holy Spirit? Because you're doing it in his purpose. I'm being led by the Holy Spirit because I'm doing it within his purpose. I got strength for his purpose. I got ability and influence for his purpose. And purpose can be defined as the reason for being, the motive and motivation to do what God is calling us to do. Purpose is not always easy. And left unfulfilled can cause frustration, anxiety, and a life of disappointment. It's when you know what you're called to, when you're called to do something, but there's many roadblocks along the way. Hey, God don't want you to settle for less. And I, I'm not going to say that every road going to be smooth. Not every, not every decision going to be easy. Not everything going to be like, you know, this is easy to do. There's some things you're going to be called to do that's going to require something out of you. Sometimes you have to push the plate aside and say, hey, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. I got to fast and, and let God help me in this particular area. And fasting can help you fulfill purpose as well. It can help you fulfill purpose as well. The enemy in the flesh will bombard our minds with doubt, fear, frustration, and such like. I tell you, one of the areas that really dealt with me when it comes to fear, frustration, and so forth was giving. God was telling me to give more. And I'm like, whoa, God, where can we get this money from? And he was telling me, like, trust me. But God, you know, I see my bank account. I know what bills I got coming up. I, I, I know, hey, I know that light bill due two days from now. And you want me to give this much? I'm like, God, wait, where the other money going to come from? I had conversations like this as I'm constantly writing the check. See, I ain't getting any mad today. Some of y'all may not be challenging your giving. See, if you don't, that don't, that don't, don't stir something in you, you might not be challenging your giving. Because some, every now and then, there should be a time where you're like, okay, God, whew, you should be writing a check or putting it on your debit card or, or going through that thing a little nervous sometimes, like, oh, God, you sure? <laughs> you sure, God? You, you sure? Mm, okay, God, I, I hear you, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, God, because I trust you, God. I may not see it, but I'm walking by faith and not by sight. 
I'm going to do it, God, because I trust what I believe the Holy Spirit is leading me to do. And the more I operate in his power, the Holy Spirit, it will strengthen me. He'll guide me. He'll lead me to do his will for my life. They need, notice, notice what we said in Acts 1 and 8. They need power, strength, and ability and influence that comes from an all-knowing and all-powerful God who can do all things except fail. One thing about the Holy Spirit, he's got power to get the job done. He's got power to get it done. So when the Holy Spirit is leading you to do something, he's got the strength, he's got the ability, he's got the power in order to make it happen in our life. Trait, excuse me, trait, trait number three. Saints who are being moved to do something essential and significant that is in line with the Word of God. Something essential and significant. Now, these are questions you got to ask yourself. Is it essential? Is it significant? Those map before and four. But the answer is said is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, I'm living by the word of God. The word that proceeds or comes forth from the mouth of God. That, that is essential and that is significant. I'm living by that. A spirit-led saint will be growing and maturing in God's word. You're hearing the word. You're putting that word into action. You don't always understand it, but you're putting that word into action. We also have to know what is essential and significant in our lives and what are distractions in our lives as well. Does the action, idea, or decision align with God's written and revealed word? So when I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking about this and my spirit led, is the Holy Spirit leading me to do it? Is it within his purpose for my life? Is it essential and significant for what he's called for me to do? Not only will you ask yourself this question today, but this will be a constant thing you will ask yourself. See, one of the questions I have to ask myself, and I have to ask, ask myself constantly is this. Is this of God? Is this, am I doing what God wants me to do in this? Also, too, is it within his timing? Is it within his timing? Because I can get ahead or call myself getting ahead of God, or I can get behind God, too. I get behind God. I'll be like, okay, God, you know what? I'm ready to do this. And God said, you're going to do it, but not right now. Not right now. And then he would say, hey, what's taking you so long to do it? I mean, you know, you have to be, you got to be led by the Holy Spirit. This is a spirit-led saint, a spirit-led believer. Not only are you beloved, not only are you called, but are you being led by the Holy Spirit? Are you being led by the Holy Spirit? I know sometimes it's tough. I know sometimes, let me say this to you. You can go to some things and it's going to be easy to figure out. But sometimes God's going to tell you to go buy a house. Buy a house, God. Yeah, buy a house. You buy a house. You buy a house. Yeah, you buy a house. You buy a house. You buy a house. You buy the house. You go out and do this. We might tell you to go this. I need you to give so-and-so X number of dollars. I need you to take so-and-so out to eat. I need you to sow in so-and-so life. Well, I, you know, so-and-so don't look like they need the money. 
No, that ain't what he told you. He said, so in the so-and-so's life. Sometimes he'll tell you, amen, listen, buy so-and-so a meal. Then you got to take him to the five-star steak unless God tell you to. Sometimes it's a $10 gift card to Wendy's or Burger King or Chick-fil-A or wherever it is that you call to do. Practical things we can do to be led by the Holy Spirit. And he'll help us along the way. I want to mention a few more things real briefly in my closing. What we find is essential and significant. One is prayer. Luke 18 and 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. We need to pray. What else is essential and significant? Receiving knowledge and understanding from my shepherd. Jeremiah 3 and 15. And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. A third one is bringing God his tithes and offering to the storehouse. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. Bring all the tithes to the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord, Lord of hosts, if I, would not open, if I would not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing, there would not be room enough to receive it. Forgiveness, forgiveness, Matthew 6, 14 and 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Coming, church, coming to church consistently, taking care of God's business, and being hungry for God's word. Hebrews 10 and 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. And as you follow these and others, let me say this, you will be a son of God. A son of God. What's a son of God? A mature believer who follows God's written and revealed word. I want to be a son of God. A mature believer who follows God's written and revealed word. Spirit-led saints. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's message. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your prayer requests and testimonies to our website at occvr.org. That's occvr.org. We would like to invite you to partner with us as we share the gospel all around the world. Just go to our website at occvr.org. Click on the Give button to give online. Or you can utilize text to give Text GIVE to the number 770-692-2225. That's 770-692-2225. Join us on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and connect with us on social media. We also invite you to join us in a live service. We're located at 3097 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia. Visit our website for more details at occvr.org. Until next time, remember, without a vision, the people perish. See you next time for more Heaven Bound with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia.